now beginning transmission 77. Alien, Defiance, File Under Halloween, Part 2. Sin, sin, sin. You're all sinners. You're all going to the painful, everlasting, fiery このポッドキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。さんたん。さん。Each ファインディズイディアツオンフェイスブックトイッターインスタグラムやタンブラーにこれらのバカを検索できます。ノーワイ。ユリトゥマニーコミックブックス。ウェイナウジョインブライアン。キューアダムエンタッド。我々ニコン
Let's go look. Quick, to the internet. To the internet. Well, while they're looking that up, hey, welcome to episode 77. This is Alien Defiance, the beginning of our Halloween month. Oh, uh, spooktacular, which I always promise myself I'm not going to say spooktacular, but spooktacular is just so easy to say and so much fun to say. We have four with us. Q is not joining us because he's a scared of the dark. He's uh, scared. We miss you, Q. But who's not a scared of the dark, we have Maya. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Maya, tell us about you. This is where you uh, you pitch uh, yourself. Yeah, this is where you, you, I'm, you talk about all the porn I'm, that you're working on or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm Jeremiah Lupo. I I don't do much. I work at Doctor Volt's Comics. If you're in Salt Lake City, come say hey. Uh, other than that, I'm on the internet and post lots of pictures of my cat. There you go. <laughs> oh, and actually, that was the the year that Goodwill. Uh, Robin Williams won for Good Bull Hunting. Oh, okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> the corrector himself we have, Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. Right now, oh, what am I doing? I, I'm on antibiotics, so it's kind of scrambling with my head. Uh, I am the... Your guts. Him, oh, my, we won't, we won't go there right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rumble in the uh, jungle. Uh, I'm taking medication to make me feel better, which fucks me up, and then I take more medication. Oh, it's just horrible. I found, oh, by the way, Todd, you'll enjoy this. I found out that I can drink on this medication, so that's Yay! the only thing that's been keeping... Yeah, it's the only side effect I'm not having from this is like it's supposed to, it's, it's what they actually give alcoholics to make them stop drinking, but apparently I'm I'm immune to that. Every other side effect's hitting me though, so that's fun. Yeah, so film critic and reviews editor for Big Shiny Robot, also the uh, co-host of the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. And if you've not seen me post or anything in the last little bit, it's because there's been fuck all to review in August. The last thing I saw, because we're recording this like the third day of September, uh, fourth day. Fourth birth uh, it's because the last thing, the last movie I saw in theaters was like the second week of August for Hitman's Bodyguard, and they've shown us nothing since then. So it has been the worst August uh, since I've been doing this professionally. So, but uh, soon we'll be we got stuff like It and Kingsman and stuff, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, I'm just still in my self-imposed exile or forced exile, and currently prepping for my now seven panels at Comic-Con. Uh, they keep on adding more, which I'm fine with, but thankfully one of them is it's for KidCon, so it's kind of a, a half-hour easy one, and I just got to sit there and talk about Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett. Well, and the funny thing is, is that now this is two weeks past Comic-Con, so like almost yeah. none of that has any bearing whatsoever. And, and, it, and it will have come out a month ago. Oh, that's true. I'm looking forward to that. I am so excited for it. It looks terrifying. I want to go up to the It house up in LA like that uh, Jimmy went to. You still there for a couple more weeks. I know. I'm really tempted to go up there. I'm also, I've been entering the lottery for Hamilton tickets every fucking day, and I have not won anything yet. Anyway, the person who always wins the lottery of my heart, we have Todd. Todd! That is so sweet. Thank you. It's undeserved, but sweet. (laughs) Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. You can find me as Adam's third runner update for the movies that he doesn't go to because he's in exile. And we're also our two-time pub quiz champions in a row. Two weeks in a row. Are we going to go for week three? Oh, hell yeah. I I might even join you this week. That'd be great. My little buttercup rules. If if you can pry me away from Destiny 2, I'll be there this week. (laughs) It comes out tomorrow. You need to see someone eventually, Mike. Someone eventually, yeah. But we should totally do that, and maybe I'll be able to eat dead kangaroo. That'd be awesome. Thank you, Brian, for editing that in the future. That is so great for editing that, Brian. You won't find me anywhere else. 
but there, and I will have attended Comic-Con as Brian's date, and yep. that'll be good. Are you going to put out? He better. Well, I'm the one who buys the drinks, so who's putting well, it on? Well, you'll be his date, but I'll be his side bitch. Yep. Well, so, I told you, know, you we could, I've got a king bed and choo-choo train. So do I. There's going to be so many queens in that king bed. A king fit for several queens. That's lovely. Um, <laughs> so, who fits who? Um, it's, 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 since you're going in as a king, it's probably best you don't bottom for the first time, so that just be kind of odd. It's good to be um, the king. This, this, is the time, this is the moment when I wish Q was here because he would be getting all these jokes. No, bad puppies. <laughs> yes, we have drops, we have drops. See, Q, you're still, you're still with us. <laughs> Which which drop do we want to make for this week, Brian? We were talking about it. Oh, I have it. You ready? This is yeah. the new drop for this week. I haven't figured out a way to use it yet, but we'll find it. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. There you go. Oh, amazing. Gotta love the cocks. I'm waiting for somebody to disagree with yes. me because that, that's coming out. It's going to be great. Uh, and hey, I'm Brian. I am a sound designer in Southern California. I'm currently working on a video game called Killing, comma, My Friend, where we were going to work in cameos from a lot of the people here. And from everything I've been told, our secret meeting that we had that I told you about a few episodes ago went very, very well. Uh, so uh, oh, good. apparently there's going to be an influx of some money to finish the game off, Ooh. which would be very nice. Ooh. So anyway, so this week, Halloween, uh, we are, it's you know, it's the spooky time of year, and it's our second annual month of Halloween comics, and we are starting out with Aliens Defiance, and it was recommended by our resident Aliens expert, Todd. Todd, do you want to give us a little heads up as to what this book is all about? So it's a alien book from, like, the movies, you know, Alien aliens alien 3 we won't talk about resurrection sorry joss this takes place after the first movie alien and before the movie aliens so if you've only seen the first one you're great to go if you've seen the rest of them ignore everything you know so and it has a new cast of characters not related to the movies so if you haven't seen it that's okay too i'm not terribly familiar with the movies i've kind of seen them but like i don't know if i've necessarily been paying attention as much as i should and i still enjoyed the hell out of this book so i think i don't think you have to have seen the alien <laughs> movies although I don't know if very many people who haven't aren't familiar with alien movies would be interested in this book, but I still actually really like the hell of it. And there's a there's a small tie-in to that. There yeah. is. There's there a few is. references. Speaking of references, would we like to go for our drinking game? And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Maya and I just found out that we were twinsies. Yeah. So, who are you? Yeah. So I'll, I'll name the game and I'll let him do the rules. Okay. Okay. Okay, so my rule is we get it, your back sucks. And, <laughs> and yeah, the, my, my rule that I wrote down was anytime the Zula Hendrix, the main character, mentions her back problems verbally or internally, take a drink. Yeah. I'm calling mine the product placement rule, and it's every time they mention Waylon Yutani, take a drink. <laughs> Shit. There you go. This is like the worst. We're gonna fuck our audience up. Remember, if you're even if you're at home, call an Uber to get to bed. <laughs> That's right. Or a lift. Hey, I need a lift to get from the bedroom. I just need someone to fireman carry me. <laughs> Big burly fireman. All right. So my drink is called. Oh look, this is an alien trope. So every time you're reading the story and a trope from any of the alien movies you've seen is included in the story, you need to take a drink. For example, if someone goes into deep cryogenic sleep, an alien gets thrown out of an airlock, 
there's uh, someone falls through a blood, acid blood soaked floor or anything like that. It's like, oh, this is always in an alien movie. Or if a robot's head gets ripped off or is severely damaged, you need to take a drink. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Okay, cool. Well, Todd, mm-hmm. what's your vote? Yes. You should read this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to vote a yes as well. I thought this was really fun. Uh, Maya, what's your vote? I'm going to vote yes, but I do have a, a addendum to it. Okay. If you're if you're a fan of aliens, read it. If you're if you're not, I don't I don't think you could get into it. I also don't necessarily understand why people would be reading if they weren't a fan of aliens, but like yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Mr. Adam. Uh, so I'm going with the begrudging yes because I think there is some fun stuff here for aliens fans, but overall I had problems with it. Well, I said, uh... Pretty much, that's how I feel about this book. <laughs> okay. Hey Brian, do you want to play that drop now? Oh. <laughs> you know, Adam and I were texting yesterday. I'm sure there's something else that'll come up that that drop will be appropriate for. And I'm, I'm really only going to try to use it when someone is really, really wrong. I guess, I mean, if we have nothing else, we'll go into our little bit of a break. And uh, this is the chance for you, our lovely readers. I guess your tech player listeners. I really... They're I'm overanalyzing this. They're listeners They're read. Read. Our, our, our fellow readers, maybe that's what I'll do. Our fellow readers, this is a chance yeah. for you to read this book. I was going to say the Funny Books and Firewater Book Club. Book Club, yeah, we are. I mean, we are. We're a book club. We're, we're, we're a drinking club with a book problem. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Drinking club with yes. a book problem. God knows none of us have drinking problems. Put that on a t shirt. I Indeed. might. That might, might have already been on a t shirt at Comic Con. You never know. We'll see what happens. I have swag <laughs> arriving tomorrow, by the way. I'm excited. Uh, so, this is your chance uh, to read the book. You can press pause and uh, if you haven't read it already, and then we went. We press play again. We're going to spoil the living shit out of it. If you don't care about spoiling it, if you're not a fan of aliens or you just want to hear us ramble on about things or whatever, uh, you can just keep on plowing through and letting it play, and we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. So my wife is jealous of our book club we have here because we still actually read the books. She's been a part of a few of them and it just evolves into drinking and talking and people don't read the books after <laughs> like the third book. Because you guys yeah, are still actually- like reading the books. Like I'm really impressed. I'm like, it's because yeah, let's we've be got a podcast that other well, people and our- Our books have pictures as well. Like that's the thing. It makes it a lot easier to do. Yeah, they're not books. Read... I just look at the pictures. Maya's like, I have no idea what happened here, but it had pretty pictures. <laughs> wow, 30 Days of Night must be your favorite book ever. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, or Boba Or Boba 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 was more my reading level. It's no one's reading level. Oh, I still have nightmares about that book. Thank you, Q. I would rather read another Boba Bo than have to go see Emoji Movies again. <laughs> but see, but Emoji that is Movie quite had a throwdown. Right? What about didn't Emoji have, Movie? Didn't have Patrick Stewart in it? Yeah, he played Poop. He has more lines in the trailer than he does in the movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I shit you not. Is that a joke? shit joke? Is yes. Poop Emoji? <laughs> I was looking to see if I had a good drop for that, but I don't have a good drop for that. That's fine. But, 
We need to get the, the shame nun drop. I do need to get that, yeah. I got nothing else to go with it. Other than, I, I have the wrong. I can, I can use that. Or the bad puppy. The bad puppy's the closest I have. No! Bad puppy! What was bad that? puppy! What was that from again? I forget. It was several episodes ago. I don't remember what we were talking about, but we ended up talking about like a gay porn site called Bad Puppy. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, because I was I was joking about that. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. I'm looking this up. You really should. I, no, I remember. I sent I sent the link over because we were joking about it, and you're like, I'm not opening that up on my computer. Yeah. I'm like, no, I am not. No, not a bad well, friend that I'm not opening it up. Shirtless bear fighter Burt Reynolds. Displayed on my. <laughs> it's my new wallpaper. Um, so when I was in college, the theater department for some reason had inherited all of the old records from back when they had their own radio station, and I found that Burt Reynolds record. Like it was, I had an actual copy of it there, and I still to this day wish I would have stolen it. And I, I, I just didn't. But I, I kind of almost want to go back there and see if I can find where that record ended up. But I'm sure they just got rid of it. But between Dawson's Creek and that record, you're just a little thief. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> okay with that. That Burt Reynolds record is a piece of history, man. Like, it really oh, no, I agree. That's something you just gotta have, you know? So. Although, I, I prefer the same pose from Stan Lee, if you've seen that picture. I like the one from Deadpool. It's I like the goes. one with Chris Evans. Oh, wait, what? That was just at your home. That was that was those private. Those aren't on the internet those anymore. Those are my private spank pick memories? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Those are just on your phone and not to be shared. Although, you should share them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's what tumblers for. Okay, I'll, this is what we're gonna do. I, I, we're gonna do a group lightning round. So okay. I have a list of the six issues and what they like, what the the publisher has said is in them. And then um, if there's anything left out of it, please jump in. So we'll start. Does that sound fair? So like everybody who's read, like fill in any gaps that may not be in. Right, well, I, I'll, I'll scroll through page by page. I just yeah. And I've read it within the last hour, so it's still pretty fresh. And I read it last okay. night. So. <laughs> Lightning round begins now. Issue one, Colonial Marines aren't trained for this, battling uh, demons from her past and fighting for her life. Colonel Marine Private First Class Zula Hendricks, who's back as fuck up. So she's in the company of Whalen Utani Synthetics, is forced to question her strength and loyalty when she discovers an insidious alien species on a derelict hauler uh, sends her on a dangerous journey across the stars. Basically, she's there because she's the one who has to go ahead and uh, she's, when she holds herself a glorified key because she has to access the flight data. They go in there. Okay, the next page flashes back. You see that she was on a mission and that her back's all fucked up, so they're doing all kinds of therapy to help her out. But we find out the therapy short-lived it has to keep on going to make sure she's fine yep. switch back to the space station they go in there and the one cool thing i liked about this is what the, they set up the bars kind of look like it's almost like a movie where it's like 20th century fox presents and so and so and so and so uh episode one derelict so they're in there they're going to the bridge uh they find there's no people there's no crew there they don't know what's going on um so she hacks in and starts playing this log and you hear these weird grunting sounds and people dying and one of the synthetics is like, oh, hey, wait, shut that off. She's like, I did. She's like, oh, God, that means the sounds are real time. And they turn around, and there's aliens everywhere. And they come in, and they start fucking up the, uh, the synthetics, ripping heads off. Um, Take a drink. So, a bunch more fight scenes. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. So basically, they finally, uh, she gets all fucked up and then uh, gets put into cryo sleep. Uh, she wakes up a long time later. And one of the synthetics, uh, I can't remember his name. Well, wasn't that only like 20-something days? Yeah, it wasn't even like 27 days, but she's like doesn't know what happened. She's like, hey, I put you in stasis because we were under attack and I had to move quickly. 
broke security protocols, tied her down, and just says that, yeah, he and the other synthetics went through and uh, got rid of all the aliens, blew them out the airlock. They found the egg farm. They sterilized both by blowing them into space. Um, they're going to a drop ship. They had the last recorded stop. They're going to LV-4440, which was the last recorded stop in their ships, the Europa's computer. So mm -hmm. they think that's where the infection came from. So they're going there to make sure that nothing bad's happened there or what's, what's going on. Uh, because they open up this computer thing and you see all these pictures of the eggs with the chest bursters coming out and all kinds of weird shit. And okay. then it ends, so then it ends with them reaching another ship. Uh, issue two starts out with uh, flashing back to the battle where she got all fucked up. And then she's there with the synthetics and she basically finds out that they're gonna go over there but they can survive the vacuum because they're synthetics, not real people. Basically they're going in to get uh, all the ammo they possibly can and hopefully solve find some survivors. They go over there, realize that the life support system's been shut down for a while because it smells all gross. Uh, they find a dead alien, and the mm -hmm. synthetics are like, oh my god, look at this skeletal structure, it's so cool. Alien melts through the floors, because that's what they do. Uh, but now they're all upset because they think the whole station would have heard. And Hendrix gets all worried because the synthetics are back race, but she's like, fuck it, I don't care, I'm a badass. They say they have survivors, looks like, but they go in there and they open up the thing, and they basically find out it's a huge egg farm, and there's an alien in there. So they start shooting it. Alien bleeds over people. Uh, they throw a big bomb in there, blow up the alien in the nest. All these explosions happen. And Hendrix says that she has to go three times as hard because she's a girl with a bad back. Um, there she is. She's complaining about her back again. We got the synthetic working on her back because he has ways to kind of help out. Oh, I don't know if we noticed this or not, but the whole thing was also, it might be in this one, it might be later, was the synthetic said that, oh, there, uh, there was like an emergency override that was going to have to tell them to reprogram their brains to follow a new mission, but they turned that off so they don't actually have to like kill people. They go into the ship. They're looking around. So the other synthetics got the pack thing, so they're trying to kill them now. Nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. They're trying to rewire the system, send a message. Uh, they get synthetics to throw a bomb down there. They blow them all up. They fight, fight, fight. One guy wins, and his arm's all fucked up. So four, we looked as much people out, like, that have been ejected into space along with the aliens. So they're going out there, and they're trying to get a sample of it. Which, Hendrix is in, uh, she gets a message when all this stuff came through and finds out there's a doctor who is trying to find her. Her name is uh, Dr. Emmy Yang, and she just says, hey, uh, I'm your doctor. I know you're being court-martialed right now because you went AWOL, but I want to be able to help you, so please let me know where you are, and I can send you information that'll help your back out. And so she's like, sure, why not, because I'm a dumbass. Now it flashes back to the thing where Hendrix was in her first battle, and she gets blown about four times, ends up in the hospital, and her CO comes in, and is a complete dickhead, and says, you only were here for one battle. We didn't even get good use out of you, so fuck off, you're a cocksucker. Uh, Hendrix is back in space, and she sees an alien fly by outside that's dead, and she gets freaked out. He touches the synthetic's spine because it's gross. He saves some stuff, which I think is going to come in place later. And finally, she's like, yeah, I'm going to talk to the doctor and get some help with my back. We're flashing forward now because Hendrix is in the ship, and she's trying to rewire um, this thing so they can launch a torpedo at these colonial marines, which suddenly just showed up. But then we flash back again, and they're at this new ship, and they're looking around. They're trying to go inside to see if there's anyone alive there. So they go through the gas vents. Inside, they do find a doctor who's alive, and he's like, oh my god, thanks for coming this way. I'm the only one left. All this weird shit happened. This refugee ship came from a conflict zone, and they were infected, and all these aliens came out and destroyed everyone like they do, uh, and put ass on people's faces or put their face through their face. They realize that the colonial marines are on their way, the marines after them, so they're like, oh, we can't escape, so they let the aliens loose to go kill all the marines. And then the last issue, we find out that the whole Dr. Yang thing was trying to talk to Hendrix because she wanted to find out where they were to send the marines after them, because the whole point is is that the marines need to bring back this uh, some of the aliens back to Earth so the Wulani the corporation can 
uh, basically use them as a weapon. Kind of what they've been trying to do for the whole Alien series as well. Uh, and you find out the whole time that's going on with Hendrix and the synthetic was that their mission was to go out and kill all the aliens they possibly could because they can't get back to Earth. And then we find out that Wulani Tech Corporation has the technology to where they don't even need to bring an alien back to Earth. They just need to actually bring a part of it back and then they have stuff that can bring it back to life. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor they find at the derelict, she gets caught with these chestburster things that are coming after her. Uh, they get the door open finally to kill the chestbursters, but not before one of them like leaks weird shit under her mouth. So it doesn't actually go on her face, just kind of like leaks shit on her. They go back inside, they launch the torpedo to blow up the other ship. They do it, yay, everything's good, they're all happy. And then that one doctor who got the faceburster stuff in her mouth goes and does a scan and finds out that something's growing inside of her. The end. Yes, of this part. I actually, Adam, I realized something because we discussed this a little bit last night. This is part one of part of a two-part trade situation. Yeah, because so, it, 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 it's a weird place for a trade to end because it literally yeah. ends like in the middle of what you think the story should be. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to bring that up too because it's a 12-issue series. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Adam and I were having this conversation last night of like the ending was weird and then I was doing some more research and found out that yes, it's a 12-issue series and the second trade comes out like about the same time this episode comes out, like a week after. It comes out like on the 10th of October, I think. That, at least that's what my pre-order from Amazon was saying. Yeah, it should be about then because I looked it up too. But I was actually going to add on to earlier when we gave the uh, the grade of should you buy it or not. I would say yes, but I would say maybe wait an extra year after Volume 2 comes out because I'm sure they'll release a volume that has the whole thing in one go. Just do a big uh, vault collection. Yeah, and there's actually, uh, I couldn't find it. Online, but there was a free comic book day issue that they released that tied into this as well. Yeah, and, which I think uh, is actually collected in the, uh, I think it's in a Dark Horse Presents collection, I think, is what I yeah. saw it on. Uh, and then the one thing I'll recommend, and then why I kind of did say yes, it's okay, uh, is because the, if you just check it out, the, if you have Comicsology Unlimited, the first three issues are free, so that, and then the next three are like $2 a piece, so the series itself is actually pretty inexpensive to get if you want to look into it, but I didn't know this was, I thought this was like an old one from like the 90s, I didn't know this was like a new one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think issue ten or eleven just came out. Oh, and actually, volume two is available for purchase on Comicsology right now. So if you want the second trade, you can already get it. Oh, okay. oh you can get it on Comicsology. Pre-order. Mm, yeah, it says, uh, it says August eighth was the digital release date. So maybe physicals. Maybe. Being pushed back. Yes. I didn't know it was a new book. I thought it was an old one. That's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, it's written by Brian Wood, who did uh, like DMZ and uh, right. I didn't have a problem with the dialogue. He did demo. He did Northlanders. Um, yeah, the Couriers right. is something else that he did as well. And he also did Starved. That was probably one of the favorite things I've seen from him. Was Starved. It's a two trade story. It's kind of a um, Iron Chef meets Running Man kind of storyline. It's fun and interesting. Yeah, he always he does a bit of the gritty stuff that I love so much pretty well. So yeah, physically, Volume 2 doesn't come out till September 27th, but since the last issue just came out recently, mm-hmm. that's probably why it's all available digitally. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. It was actually digital first nowadays because they want everyone to, because it's cheaper for them, so. Yeah. Well, the fact that they already have all the issues on there anyway, like collecting them digitally is not It like makes sense, thing. yeah. So. Yeah, pretty quick and easy in there. Going through it. We'll see the, hmm? oh, never mind, go ahead. All right, well, it's just <laughs> how do we have the most dead air possible? I think that's the name of this episode, the subtitle. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, I love you more. No, I love you more. All right. What did you call me for? Nothing. Just wanted to talk. <laughs> um, well, actually, one other thing I was going to point out real quick, because you mentioned 
uh, in the first issue she got her back surgery, the person who kind of helped her into that before getting her to the real doctor was Amanda Ripley, mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley's daughter, yes. uh, who was uh, who was you know briefly mentioned in Aliens and uh, is the main protagonist in Alien Isolation, uh, the video game. Fuck that game. Game scary shit. <laughs> I haven't played it. Yet. I have it, but I haven't played it yet. That is a Imagine scary game. We should do that on your television, Adam. It's not, well, they did a VR demo at E3, oh. but it's not actually on VR, so. No. At least not for PS4. Oh, that, that game would be awful in VR. Good grief. Awfully awesome. Yes, yes. I would pee, I would have to put on a diaper before I put on that VR headset. So, I, I guess as, as much as we've, we've talked in the past about how we've had some long books, uh, if I would have known this one actually was, a, the whole series was the whole story, I might have actually recommended maybe doing that because... I didn't like the fact that it ends in the middle of the story, and you're like, well, what the fuck's happening now? That's like yeah. That was actually one of my <laughs> biggest complaints about this book. Oh, I was just going to bring up, because you mentioned, you know, the, the face hugger kind of like something leaked into her mouth. Mm-hmm. What if, because in my head, I was thinking, what if a face hugger got her before they even found her, and then once they escape the station, that's when she's like, oh, shit, there's something inside. It, it could be. It could be either way. Sure. Though I will say it though, as I'm looking at my copy here though, it does say Aliens Defiance, and in the bottom right it goes Volume One. Yeah. Right on top of the other authors' names, and if it goes so far as to say Volume One, one would assume there could be a Volume Two. Well, well yeah, right, but you could also assume there could be a Volume Three, Four, or Five. It could be an ongoing yeah. series. Like you know, right. we, we talked about it with Saga. Like Saga is Volume One, but like the the, the first the first uh, graphic novel of Saga. While you're still waiting to see what happens next, it does kind of wrap up a lot of the story around those six issues, you know? That is very true. I'll give you that. But with it being volume one, it's like, yeah, there'd be more to it going on. But yeah, it's it's like a 12-issue arc and not so much a self-contained arc within one trade. But now that I know there's only six more issues, I am now more intrigued to fit, finish it than I was earlier. Because I, I thought it was actually an ongoing series where it was like, you know, volume one, two, three, four, whatever else. But now that I know that there's only six left, I might go read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that actually may have in, in, increased my score a little bit. <laughs> well, talk comparatively, since you are sort of our aliens expert, how does this fit into the aliens world? Does, is it that much of a tie-in, or is it just like a few little references here and there? I mean, you have you like, do have the few references here and there. It's very solid. It doesn't stray from the formula really in any way. It's not mm-hmm. introducing new kinds of aliens here. So there's not a new creature. There's not new plot line. It's just it's a. If you haven't seen the movie Aliens, there's a lot of behavior from the movie Aliens in the creatures in this book, even though it's supposed to be nestled in between the two. So where it really grows and does well is it seems, for the most part, the movies is, besides the planet, of course, but even in its own way, they're all very isolated. And they're in this one location, and once they figure out, oh crap, I have to get out of this location if they survive it or not, is, and then that's the end of the story. And that's pretty much true of all of them. It's either the planet or it's on the space station. And this one does a great job. It jumps around in two or three different spots. It goes, we came across these motherfuckers and they are so bad, we need to go through and eliminate it to stop the evil corporation from getting their hands on this because it will get loose. And so you really see them trying to hunt down the aliens. So you've got this robot guy who is gotten his own self-awareness going there's something so bad i'm becoming self-aware then with the protagonist character of going we need to hunt these suckers down just to save everyone else and everyone else thinks we're the enemy but it's really for their own good so in that regard i and that is my phrase i use all that time thank you brian (laughs) i mentioned that to adam the other day he was like damn it now like we could we create a drinking game off of that we could also create a drinking game off of every time i say um yes and every time i clear my throat before i talk we all have our Ticks, right? We do. Well, like Brian, Brian and I were talking about, the, it's like how I met your mother, it's the breaking glass moment where once you realize it, you can never unsee it. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> 
So with that, I do really enjoy it. It fits in well. I don't see it violating any other established rules. I don't see it mm-hmm. breaking. It's like, oh, this is an idea, but it doesn't fit because of X or Y or Z. It really nestles in the framework of the Alien universe quite nicely, would be my opinion on the subject in that regard. One thing I was discussing with Adam last night via text message that I think is just a little bit of a weak point in this book, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get everybody else's opinion on it, is I think one of the things about the Alien movies is that they really play a lot off of the, the creepy stalking factor of like there's something around the corner, there's something in the vents, there's something coming after you. And I feel like in comics it's a little bit hard to create that same sort of tension and I don't think they've made an attempt to do it very much like you pretty much just see the aliens shoot out you kind of know there's a danger there but like they don't play up that as much but I just feel like maybe comics is not necessarily the best form to try to create that same sort of sense of foreboding I think I think it works way better in film than it does in comics you don't have the musical tension cue sitting there and that'd be the big thing in the movies that brings that into it there are several shots and whatnot. I mean, the art really focuses on baring of the teeth. You don't see a lot of shots of the alien where the teeth isn't bared or the second set of jaws inside of it not being there at all. So, And there are things where like they're pausing and they're waiting right before they're leaping. But for me, the creepiest parts of the whole thing had to be the face huggers crawling around, going in and out. The big alien monsters are terrifying in their own way, but the face huggers crawling and leaping, that's just really gets to me. It reminds me more of that. Remember that anime, Wicked City? Oh god, that thing is messed up. It's messed up, but there's this one shot as you've got this, it looks like this, it's this harlot, and he's getting ready to have sex with her, and all of a sudden the vagina, like, bears fangs and teeth, and then the vagina, it turns into the spider, where the vagina becomes the big mouth, and it transforms this huge vagina spider creature running after the guy. It was rather scarring for a young man. And that's why Adam doesn't like vaginas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You might look... But isn't... I think I saw that one. Isn't that the one where there's, like, this weird, like, penis monster comes out of, like, the... Like, a penis eel comes out of the, um... The river and like forces it way down some girl's throat or something like that. I, I might think have been you're nice. You that was something that was more. The, no, I don't remember penis monster. I just remember toothy vagina. That it was, no, it was like a penis eel. It was weird. I remember, I remember it was like it was a weird fucked up anime like that where it was yeah. like just you know the tentacle porn basically shit. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah. That one in Twilight of the Dark and Master was also kind of weird and goofy. But it reminded me a lot of that. And the face huggers really creep me out more than anything else. It's those face huggers running around that just. Well, because if, if if you think about it, like you know if. if you know, the, the thing was like, so an alien's gonna kill you, but a face hugger really violates you. So, like, the, mm-hmm. the face hugger is almost like an analogy of rape and the fact that you're something's being forced into your body against your will. And to me, that's like a. I mean, don't, I don't wanna die either, but that's like a most, almost more horrific type thing than, you know. At least at least if, you're, if, if the alien kills you and, like, puts fangs to your head, you're dead in two seconds, you know? Or, or you shoot it and it's blood, like. Yeah, the bleeds on yeah. you, and then you yeah. acid But, die. you know, the, the face hugger thing is, like, you have this thing attacking, you're trying to force something down your throat, and then all of a sudden, like, you pass out, and then, like, you wake up. Oh. And then you wake up and you have to live with that for yeah. and then you're the for- short remainder of your life. And then you're forced to give birth. So basically, it's like Texas Republicans. Oh, wow. Woo! <laughs> We should send a copy of this to those representatives. I won't go into politics right now, but Texas pisses me off. Uh, well, do we want to jump into cocktails since we've rambled on about this for a second? Sure. Behold, Mr. we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title Boone. and make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics transform. Okay, um, I'm going to do mine first because I'm afraid that someone's going to steal it. Mm-hmm. This is a cocktail I found called an alien a brain hemorrhage. Did anyone else find that one? No. Nope? Okay, no. this is kind of awesome. It's a shot. This is in centiliters, but basically we'll, we'll do it in sort of parts. Uh, so you do 
uh, three parts peach schnapps, and then you float two parts of Bailey's Irish Cream on top of the shot glass. Pour in uh, two dashes of blue caracao, which will then sort of force the Bailey's Irish Cream down into the schnapps and create sort of looks like a brainstem kind of thing. And if you add a dash of grenadine, it kind of gives it a red color, and it, it looks kind of like an alien brain hammered. It's kind of disgusting and kind of cool all at the same time. It's science, kids. Uh, Adam, do you have a cocktail? Uh, yeah, mine's called a Sif Back Brace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But see, I thought this one was, I, I thought actually, Brian, you led this one because you're a whole little weird absinthe thing. So what you do is you get a chilled rocks glass, you rinse it with absinthe and just kind of, you know, like swirl it around, pour it out and set it aside. Uh, in a mixing glass, you're going to muddle one sugar cube with two dashes of Angostura bitters and three dashes of Pachard or Pachode bitters. How do we say that? Once that's done, you go ahead and add two ounces of a good rye whiskey, you stir it, and then you pour it into the absinthe rimmed glass, and then you take a twist of a lime peel over the surface to kind of give it a, like, a... Uh, a lemon flavor. Did you say bitter chode? No, chode bitters. <laughs> I heard bitter always, chode too, actually. It's always bitter down there. Or, or, or pechode, I don't know how you say it. It's P-E-Y-C-H-A-U-D. But it's, you know, kind of like an old-fashioned, but then you actually add the absinthe to it, so it kind of gives it a little bit more of a that anise, anise flavor. So. Anise. Well, an- you say that anise. anise. We can't say anise. carousel. You can't say anise. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of not being able to say Curacao, Todd, do you have a cocktail? Yeah, this one I'm calling the Xenomorph's Blood, and because it's uh... <laughs> That's what mine's called. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for going last. <laughs> hey, we, it still may be different drinks. <laughs> it still may be different drinks. This one has a lot of Bacardi in it, so yeah, it takes oh, some <laughs> Bacardi uh, margarita mix. About a quarter can of that, a half cup of Bacardi Limon, a half cup of basil leaves, and then also you need one um, jalapeno chili that you chop up and de-seed, de-seed so none of the seeds are in there. So you have your glass and you muddle the jalapeno and basil together at the bottom of the large shaker, then you add the limon in the mix, you shake the shit out of that, and then you pour it over um, ice in an old-fashioned glass, and you have this bright green, spicy cocktail called the Xenomorph's Blood. So what did you do, Maya? So mine also has Bacardi, but we're gonna go a different route. All right. Uh, it's got. So we're gonna take a shaker, put in a half cup of ice, uh, or half the shaker of ice, not a half cup. Two ounces of Bacardi 151, oh. one ounce of Midori, you know, to make it green, mm-hmm. uh, one ounce of orange juice, and two ounces of 7-Up, and just shake the shit out of it. You're gonna shake the shit out of 7-Up? <laughs> <laughs> That thing's gonna explode on you, man. <laughs> just, just like alien blood. Oh, it's gonna yeah. get <laughs> and I did look it up, and apparently, with the uh, the Midori, between the Midori and the 151, it's 28% alcohol. Wow, that'll get your attention. Sorry, that's. I'm just thinking of the sprite exploding everywhere, all over. Like, you'll get the sound effect to it of like if ever breathing as the sprite gets all sizzled up, it'll be great. And then you get to feel it bubble around in your stomach. Well, I don't think we heard a lot from Maya on general opinions. That's true. Maya, what's your general opinion uh, on this book? General opinion? I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I mean, well, there's not much that I can say that hasn't already been said. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like, I like the story. The art was okay. There were a couple of moments where I thought it was a bit, uh, looked rushed. But um, for the most part, I enjoyed the art. And I thought it fits into the franchise perfectly. Like, like Todd said, they didn't break any rules. Uh, they were able to fit it in continuity. I mean, Dark Horse has been doing Aliens comics for like 30 years, so they know their shit when it comes to Aliens comics. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it overall. With this, um, as the comic expert, so I'm just going to grill you here. The artists, have they done anything else that you know of or I you never, enjoyed? I, 
I'd actually never heard of this artist. Uh, Tristan Jones? Yeah, Tristan Jones. Yeah, I'd never heard of him. I was trying to think of other, like, big two books that I could see him on or could see him doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I couldn't come up with anything fast enough. I would probably keep it in the same vein of... uh, some sort of like war military book, like uh, Sergeant Rock or uh, you know war era Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's some a little bit of Derek Robinson's Robertson style is a bit in it yeah. as well, because like some of that transmetropolitan Derek Robertson stuff, it reminds me. Um, not exactly the same, but there's a lot of flavor of that going on. Yeah, it looks like a lot of what he's done is I mean he did he's known for defiance, but then he's done. Um, looks like he did some Ninja Turtles back when they did Invastation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the Silent Hill downpour. Yeah, he's uh, done more indie stuff. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm looking here. It's been a lot of like single issues. He hasn't really worked on anything. Um, which, if you guys don't know about this website, ComicBookDB.com is amazing. Uh, you can look up a creator and you'll see what titles they worked on, and then you can click in those titles and it'll tell you the individual issues. Uh, looks like he did 15 issues of the Ghostbusters book from 2011, but other than that, it's a lot of like single stuff. He did the Furiosa one, Mad Max one shot. Mm. Uh, he did one issue of Rebels, like Adam said, Silent Hill downpour, and then like two issues of Turtles. Yeah. Like he hasn't done a whole lot. If you want to go, he's. I mean, it doesn't look like he has a big like, actual website. It's smaller, like Instagram and stuff like that. But he is on Deviant Art. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out his stuff, it's t rex jones dot deviantart dot com. Or if you just go to Google and type in, uh, if you just Google Tristan Jones artist, it's the first thing that pops up. But it's got all of his like alien stuff on there, as well as like some one shots and some commissions he's done, um, like some Star Wars stuff he's done. So like he's got Dengar. So what didn't you like about it, Mister Adam? I'm not a fan of his art. So okay. I, I don't. I, the art for me just didn't fit in that well. The reason why I was really surprised to find out that it was. A recent title was this is the kind of artwork that I feel like we've seen back from like late 80s early 90s so I don't know if he was trying to go for the retro look simply because this took place kind of in that realm of film but for me it just it seemed you know like you mentioned it was, it was more focused on different parts of the aliens I didn't like um, but the, the art was really distracting for me for some reason I don't know if it was just I wasn't in the right mood to read it but even going through and flipping through it again today as I've been as I horribly butchered the lightning round so Thanks, Q, for not being here, asshole. Um, <laughs> I love you, Q. You know that. Um, I don't know. I just it didn't click with me. It, just, it, it felt way too retro, um, and not like I was trying to pay homage, but almost I'm, kind of seemed lazy to me. So I was just not. A, that was the biggest thing. I didn't mind the writing and the story. While now that I know it's a, you know that will be finished up within six more issues, I am more interested to find out where it goes. But yeah, like you said, it didn't it didn't break any rules. It just for me, it didn't set anything new. So I mean, if this if it ends up being where this ties in really strong with aliens and like you know segues directly into that movie that'll make me really happy actually because that'll be a cool way to kind of tie the franchises together but i just i don't know it just it was too it was i didn't like the art hendrix bitching about her back too much really annoyed me and it just it wasn't my thing but i do that every day yeah i know i like you (laughs) um i'm stuck with you you live here it's also kind of the problem with with licensed books as well is you know, you have a little bit of freedom, but ultimately what you write there isn't going to have any impact on the franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. Except for probably uh, other, like in this instance, it'd be other comics. Yeah, with, with licensed books, they're kind of a tricky thing. Sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're just there, uh, and sometimes they're not good at all. Which ends up being the case a lot of times with, with licensed uh, books. But, um, no, I thought this... Thought this was a pretty good read. I think that's a good way to parlay into our votes. And my puppy just jumped up on the bed, so he wants to have his 
voice heard as well. What do you think, Kessel? Oh, he's sleeping now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could sleep that easily. Just lie down and be asleep. Well, that's because I'm petting his head. He's just falling asleep. I'm back. Will you pet my head? You know it. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 We will start out with writing slash story. Todd, what's your grade? Writing was solid, and I'm going to go ahead and give this a B. I don't think there was any major missteps in that regard, and it was done fairly well. Well, um, Adam? My problem didn't really stem from the writing, so I'm, I'm right there with Todd as a B. It was like, and now that I know that there is, again, this, this is going is gonna to end really shortly, uh, it does have me more intrigued, and actually will bump up my final score a bit. Um, I'm going to go with a B plus. Same, similar reasons. I actually really liked the writing. I thought it was pretty solid, and... Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, Maya, what is your... I'm right there with all you guys with a B. Art. Let's start with Adam, because I know that he is going to have uh, more issues. Eh, C-. I, again, I didn't I didn't despise it, per se, but I just, again, I felt like it was... It, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't like the style very much. Uh, I can totally see why other people would, though, because, you know, the, like, you all seem to kind of have fun with that, but um, for me, it just it didn't, it didn't do a thing. Todd, what's yours? I'm going to give the art also probably a BB plus in this regard. I rather enjoyed the art. There was um, a rushness to it in some regards, and there was a finish, but at the same time, it led to the um, atmosphere, and I think it did that rather well. So they're out in space, but things are a bit dirty, and things aren't very pristine, and they're just trying to make a lot of things work in that regard. So it, I think it lent its way to the world and just the alien universe. It fit in pretty well in that regard, so a B-plus for me. Maya, what's your grade on art? Uh, I'm at a B-minus. Uh, like I mentioned before, and like Todd just mentioned, it, it, the rushed bits uh, where you could noticeably tell where it looked rushed mm-hmm. kind of took me out for a moment when I was reading it. But overall, the, the parts that didn't look rushed to me I thought looked awesome because they were gritty. They were... It did make it, to me, make it feel like... Uh, like aliens, like, uh, you know, the second movie, which was, you know, just gritty marines against aliens. Right, and the aliens all look like aliens. I was never looking at one of them and going, that's supposed to be one of those xenomorphs. Um, I think he really nailed drawing it from the different angles. He definitely had his preferred angles to draw them from, that's for sure. But he did do a good job of, it was never a question of what was I looking at. Yeah, the stuff The stuff that I thought looked rushed is some of the stuff with the, the uh, the main character in the the synthetic, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. more or more the the human or humanoid looking uh, stuff. Yeah, I had a tougher time with that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a, a B minus. I'm right there with all like well everybody except for Adam. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Sorry, Adam, but you're wrong. What is that from? It's from Scrubs. Uh, Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh, that's right. It's Dr. Perry Cox, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who I I took lessons from when I had interns. And uh, instead of calling everyone by girls' names, I called all my interns kitten. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You ever find one to call newbie? This last summer, I did call one nervous guy. Uh, (laughs) What's up? (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's not okay, mean. Uh, I know. You're um, mean. Uh, hold on. That one's over here. I'm mean. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Uh, let's go with, uh, since this is Halloween, we're going to go with our, our scary, creepy factor. So uh, on the scary, creepy scale, what is your grade, Maya? Uh, I'm actually giving it a D. I didn't think it was very scary. Uh, it was more... Uh, to me, it felt more actiony, like the second Aliens movie, than scary, like first Aliens movie. So I'm gonna give it a D. Adam, what's your grade? Uh, I'm gonna D too. Again, it's it's not really a scary book; it's more a sci-fi book. Uh, but I I was actually gonna go even lower, but the one thing that Todd reminded me was that those facehuggers are fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I've never liked facehuggers. Those are like the creepiest things of the whole Alien mythos. So they are. I'll hug your face. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm out of it's, it's, It is. I will say it is. Does a great job with the action. I have no complaints there. But the, uh, the for scary, nah. It's. I mean, if you want to see scary, you really have to experience the aliens, the alien mythology as a movie or a video game. Like if you want to get scared, go play Alien Isolation. Yes. With uh, with surround sound or headphones on, and that will scare the fuck out of you. So go do that instead. Todd, scary factor. C, C minus. I agree with that. There it was a lot of fun. It was action. The um, scariest part was with the face huggers all crawling around. You can just hear them clacking with their feet and everything for me. But beyond that, it was, yeah, it wasn't there in that regard for really scares. And I'm also at a D. Uh, so final grades overall. Uh, we'll start with Adam. I'm feeling a bit more generous than I was last night because I read it last night and I was meh. Uh, learning that it is a, a limited series and that it is going to wrap up soon, um, I'm interested to see if it will indeed dovetail into the actual Aliens movie. Uh, so I'm going to go with a B minus because I, again, I think the story was interesting. I liked the writing. I hated the artwork, and I mean, and I can't really judge it based on how scary it was because that's just our special one month thing we're doing for for October. Mm-hmm. Um, but now then, especially since you can get the first trade for. You know, essentially six bucks right now if you have uh, Comicsology Unlimited, uh, and then the, the second trade is like twelve bucks. So the issues end up being two bucks a piece. Not too big of an investment to you know spend eighteen bucks and get a whole comic series. So, Todd, what's your grade? I'm gonna give it a B. I mean, it's overall. I'm gonna give it a very solid effort. I enjoyed it. I um, want to read the second one again, but it's not at the top of my pile. So I'll give that some time. It was a very solid effort. It was well done. It was nothing groundbreaking. I'll give it a solid B. Nothing to be ashamed about. I'm also going to go with a B. I was actually, I was reading this while I was at work. I was excited to come home and finish it off. I didn't have, I had to like finish off the last couple episodes at home. I pre-ordered the next book because I'm still interested. Like Todd, it's not necessarily at the top of my pile, but I'm interested to see how the story turns out. And I actually had a good time reading it. Maya, what is your final grade, sir? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm also interested in seeing how it ends. Uh, I'm going to say B if, like I said before, if you're, if you're a fan of the franchise, I'm going to give it a B. If not, I'm going to give it a C. Just because you're if, if you're not a fan of the franchise, you're probably not going to be invested or if you don't know mm-hmm. much about it. Like if you don't if you don't if you've never seen the movies, which I mean at this point, you know, like even stuff like Facehuggers are, you know, it's pop culture. It's pop culture mm-hmm. people know, but still for those people that don't know, if they read the book or this book without knowing anything, they're not going to know why the Facehuggers are scary. They're not going to know um, mm-hmm. the significance of the alien blood being dangerous and, you know, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> B if you're a fan of the franchise, C if not. Now that I think about it, I think more of my knowledge of the Alien series comes from the movie Spaceballs than anything else. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, my baby. Hello, my baby. Exactly. Check, please. Well, so then that'll finish us up for this week. Do we have any recommendations? And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a stamp tramp. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. It's There's not enough for a trade yet. There's only been one issue. Um, obviously, it's going to be available digitally if you can find... Uh, a copy of, of the issue, I know it's sold out most everywhere. They're coming out with a second printing soon, but Mr. Miracle number one from DC Comics is goddamn amazing. It's uh, Tom King, who did the, the Vision, and he's okay. currently writing Batman, uh, and is slowly taking over to be my favorite comic uh, current comics writer. And um, the artist is Mitch Gatiss, I think, G-E-D-E-S. Um... He also worked with Tom King on a Vertigo book called Sheriff of Babylon. Which is um, a great book. I love that book. Mm-hmm. If you love that book, now, oh, now, that book. Uh, now imagine that book applied to Mr. Miracle in the Fourth, Gar- uh, fourth World, uh, like okay. New Gods. Okay. It is the first issue I was floored. It's so good. Tom King's Omega Men is also pretty awesome as well, mm-hmm. which I think we, we actually read on this show. Cool. Um, I will go next since mine is also a comic recommendation. Um, we and something we've also read on the show the as of a recording the third trade of paper girls has recently come out and i just read that recently and dug it um i know todd has some issues with the 80s nostalgia of it because he's not necessarily an 80s nostalgic guy but the book has through trade two and trade three without trying to give away too much has turned far more into a time travel story rather than a nostalgia story so it's it's a little more based around you know space-time continuum and you know that kind of thing so uh but uh the third trade i really loved i'm still curious and interested to see where it's going um but yeah i'm really enjoying that uh todd do you have a recommendation i do last night i rewatched true romance directed by tony scott and tarantino ironically last night i watched pulp fiction wow there you go (laughs) Hey, I watched Jackie Britton. I no, <laughs> but I, I watched it again, and I just so thoroughly enjoyed all of it. And that cast is crazy, and all these super famous actors. They were somewhat famous then, I'm sure, but they're all in like one or two scenes, and then the main characters. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the main. I mean, you have Christian Slater as the main character, and he's the mm-hmm. throughput. But between the lone scene with Sam Jackson, the two scenes with Gary Oldman, you've got a young James Gandolfini, you've got. Dennis Hopper and Chris Walken commenting about their heritage and how funny that is. It was a lot of fun and a good romp in that regard, and I think it's one of Tony Scott's better movies. But True Romance, I mean, it's Tarantino's romantic comedy of a flick. One should go see that. Let me let me jump back in real quick. Uh, I, I mentioned the wrong artist for Mr. Miracle. It's Mitch Gerards, G-E-R-A-D-S. Okay. okay, Adam, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, so mine, mine's a little bit more because um, I figure it's, hol- it's October, so we should be doing some kind of horror movie stuff. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, so everyone knows James Gunn from doing Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a really, you know, it was it was filmed to be like a B-rated horror movie, but you've got like Michael Rooker in it and everyone else, like Nathan Fillion. It's a little really cool horror movie called Slither, uh, and it just came out recently on Blu-ray, like in the collector's edition, which. It doesn't mean that it's expensive. It means it has like extra features and stuff. 
but yeah, it take, takes place in this podunk town. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets weird, gross shit. Um, the great thing is it's really self-aware of what it's trying to be and what it is, so it never pretends that it's not trying to be a B-horror movie. But at the same time, it's filmed like actually a, a top-notch one, so it's not like it's cheesy special effects or, um, you know, bad cinematography, but it's written with, like, bad, like you know, stereotypical bad dialogue and everything else. But it's a lot of fun. Nathan Fillion's in it. He has a good time. And uh, if you want to see where James Gunn came from before he did Guardians and became big, uh, that's probably the best one I can recommend because the stuff he did for Troma is even really grosser. So <laughs> so next week we are doing um, FBZA, which I believe is a recommendation from Todd. It is. Do you want to give us a heads up as to what we're reading next week? Uh, FBZA, it stands for the Federal Vampire and Zombie Agency. So it's kind of like the Ooh. BPRD or stuff that regard. The art is there's a lot of blacks used in this and the zombies are sexy and scary and it's this one's actually quite the horror and scary book so this one should be a lot of fun and quite fitting so not nearly as much action but a lot of scary stuff it'll be good well thank you so much for joining us and uh, we will see you next week with FBZA thank you for joining us for this week's episode this band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode until then you can find them on facebook instagram and tumblr as funny books and firewater and on twitter as at firewatercast go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.